Hello and welcome to Generation Respect. I am MX Britt and I am a queer artist and an energy warrior. Each Wednesday, I join forces with my ally, Shifu Ed, and an, an energy independent master of Chinese martial arts, have inspired conversation about how to evolve our personal and collective status quo. We can be the generation that puts hate and harm in its place in the past. Shifu Ed is the creator of energy training of the energy fitness training system and the father of stress empowerment, which makes adapting to change naturally less stressful and more energizing. By adding energy, we can evolve the problem we face, the problems we face every day and grow beyond the limits of the status quo. Are you curious about new possibilities or are you certain there are none? I would like to welcome Shifu and Shifu, my AQ is an eight rising. What's yours? Seven changing. Shifu, what do you want to evolve today? Well, today is a special podcast. We have a special guest, one of uh, my honored students, Bon Charpentier, recently earned her rank of energy independence first degree, um, making her the world's first energy independent educator. And I think she has a really important story to tell about how her uh, energy fitness training, how she came into it and, and how it has influenced and uh, empowered her ability to teach uh, throughout the last year, I my hope is that her example inspires other educators not to settle for the status quo of it's too much stress, and the only way to deal with that is to seek more and more relief. So that's what I want to evolve today. That sounds great. Welcome, Vaughn. What's your AQ? Hi, Britt. Hi, Sherfu. Thanks for having me today. My AQ is a seven rising. Nice. We are exploring. Um, Vaughn, I'm super excited to have you as well. Uh, I just wanted to maybe kick things off with asking, um, how did you come to the Fire Mountain School? Well, when I came to the Fire Mountain School, I was looking for like a martial arts training in Tai Chi. Um, I already had a black sash in Kung Fu and I really wanted a family atmosphere with martial virtue because I knew that that was kind of school that I would thrive in. Nice. And, and so what made you like look for Tai Chi training? You mentioned you have a, you had a Kung Fu background, but what drew you to Tai Chi? Well, I had done Tai Chi before and it really made me feel relaxed and kind of like took away some of my worries. Um, and the other reason is honestly, Britt, um, someone told me that I couldn't do it and that really motivated me. I was like, <laughs> yes. I can do this. Yes, I love that. Yeah, um, I found that inspiring too, by the way. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Sherpa. You know, you do really exude that kind of energy. Like I remember coming into class and uh, meeting you for the first time and you just have a badass energy to you. I really, really admire you as a fellow student. 
Um, and yeah, and so, so you're a teacher. Um, could you tell us a little bit about what teaching was like before your energy fitness training? Yeah, Britt, you know, um, so I always loved teaching. It's actually a second career for me and it was the best choice that I could have made. Um, I love teaching, but um, I was always exhausted almost every day. I kept wondering like how much, how can something that I love so much drain me so much at the end of the day? Yeah. Um, and I, you know what? I just didn't want to become one of those people who just look forward to the weekends or the next vacation. Um, I really wanted my teaching to continue to grow and not fizzle out because this was the second career for me. And I wanted to make sure that um, I continue to love this. So Brent, you, you had a question for Ron. What was it? So yeah, so Vaughn, I was curious um, if you remember uh, what teaching was like before you started training energy fitness. Wow. It seems like eons ago. <laughs> um, I remember that I always loved teaching, but I also remember being exhausted almost every single day. Mm -hmm. um, I just kept wondering to myself, why something that I enjoyed so much left me drained at the end of the day. I just kept thinking about that over and over again. And I knew that I didn't want to become the person who just kept looking forward to weekends or to the next vacation. I wanted my love for teaching to grow and not fizzle out because after all, this was a second career and I didn't want to look for a third one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no that's powerful that's that's great that you were thinking about that um can you tell us more about that like were there tipping points that kind of like <clears throat> what were like your observations how did you get sucked into energy fitness training so i was going to tai chi classes at night and you know at the end of tai chi class i was saying good night to everyone but I watched as Sifu and some of the students, they stayed even after that to continue to train. And these were adults that had jobs. <laughs> they needed to go to work the next day. <laughs> but they happily stayed there. They didn't, they weren't like sitting there drudgingly, like, oh, I gotta stay for another class. They were smiling and they kept saying, ah, are you gonna stay? Um, <laughs> and I had a lot of certainties around that. Um, you know, I, I really had a lot of certainties that no, I need to get to bed because I would not have enough energy to teach the 10 year olds the next day. And already I was feeling drained um, at the end of the day. So now if I stayed up even later, what was gonna happen? What kind of teacher was I going to be? Mm. Um, but I watched Sifu and his students, like I said, stay I stayed one night. I realized that they had energy. They had energy when we were leaving at 11 o'clock at night, smiling and just ready to keep going. Um, and so I realized I really needed this type of training. Sherfu was modeling 
what he was teaching. And as an educator, that was very impressive and it hooked me. It really did. Um, I was like, hey, this is somebody who's walking a walk and, you know, talking to talk and walking a walk, I guess is what they say. So I stayed. Yeah. So I was just curious, like, um, so, you know, like you are making these powerful observations of, of our uh, classmates in the Fire Mountain School exuding energy. And I was just curious, like, so if that drew you in to energy fitness, um, what was that experience like as you started training, like, especially in the beginning, like, what was that like? Mm. Well, can I interject real quick? Yeah. yeah. So uh, just as like a, a background note, at the time that, that Vaughn started training, it was called resilience fitness training. And uh, this was before we started really narrowing, nailing down the, the uh, values of, of AEQ energy and how that worked. The primary thing was to uh, be centered and then function from center. It continues to be that, but we have, we have a more direct management, more specific skill set that we use. But it was about reset. Do whatever you got to do from center, and what was happening was, which we which we put together, I put together later, was that by doing that, by engaging from center, we we set ourselves up to be able to build energy uh, more efficiently. And so it was kind of like we were doing the next best thing to managing energy, and it was effective enough, and 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 uh, visible enough to. To, to capture your curiosity, to, which was amazing. To your credit, you were able to go beyond the certainties that you had about you had to go home, you had to get rest. If you didn't do that, you know, go, wait a minute, maybe I should check this out. Which that's a, a, an exceptional superpower for any human being. And, and so, um, but then to actually begin to develop your own personal need for energy and then to follow up on that and begin exploring and training, that's incredible. Thank you, Sherfu. Um, so in, in my school, we had learned about calm classroom techniques. And it was um, about managing mental health throughout the day using mindful-based techniques. And that's all I had been introduced to before. Um, learning Sherfu system. And so this system requires protocols that stop your every, everyday activities in the classroom and manufacture an ideal classroom. And I needed a system that I could incorporate into, into my classroom in the middle of teaching, in the middle of a problem arising, in real life and, and um, right there in real time. Um, and I realized that um, I just really wanted that system to work. I didn't want to stop teaching, turn on soothing music and put a do not disturb on a sign on the door. 
Um, I realized I was gritting it out. Um, and I learned more about what gritting it out looks like by working with Sherpa. So gritting it, gritting it out, let me just say something about that. So uh, at the time that I was trying to introduce resilience fitness training into the school system, there was another word that came out that was, that, that was very popular, uh, grit. And everything was about grit, 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 grit. Grit lasts for as long as a person has energy available to that. Once that energy runs out, grit turns to shit. And then people either get exhausted and collapse or they get exhausted and they attack. And both of those are poor responses that kicks into the fight or flight mode or the attack and avoid functions of the human being under high stress demand. And I still, I'm amazed that so little emphasis is put on stress management te techniques for in any capacity, good or bad. I'm not just saying mine, because teaching is one of the most energy demanding endeavors in life. You're, you're, the, you have to evolve the consciousness of a human being and change it in real time, not just one. I don't know, how many do you teach? 150, 2000 students, something ridiculous. I don't know, 10, right? Right. right. While, while maintaining your own sanity, it's like, that's, you know, and put it in our terms, I don't, I, I, my heart goes out to all the teachers who are, who are trying to grit that out. That is a high AEQ endeavor. Uh, that requires somewhere between a seven and a 10 to get through a day without coming home a mess. Absolutely. So one thing, Sherfu, that you introduced me to was to reset. Um, and learning to ask the reset questions the very first one is to gather an observation. Mm. And that really just changed how I was teaching myself and how the students were reacting to my teaching. Um, most teachers, um, you know, they start a lesson and they gauge the class to see how well the lesson is going and, you know, adapt um, at that time. However, sometimes you're just making interpretations. So I have learned the difference between gathering observations and making interpretations. So that was the first way that I was able to change in my classroom. Yeah, Vaughn, I'm glad you you uh, brought up your classroom because I also was like, do you have any like classroom moments that you can think of or share with us where you're just like, I don't know, like a student story or anything like that where you're just like, 
I got to reset or like, <laughs> you know. Well, the first thing I want to say is that um, after I started to learn this, um, during that summer, I was like, oh, you know, I was starting to do a reset that was very visible. And um, I said to Sharpo, I'm like, I need to learn how to reset, but I can't do that in the middle of class when in front of these 10 year olds. <laughs> I don't think that my administration is gonna like it. The students are gonna go home and tell their parents, I, they have a weird teacher. I, I had all of these, you know, preconceived notions about this. Um, and I said- You're not the only one, by the way. I, I have to run in the bathroom and go reset. That's not going to work. I can't just leave the students to reset. And um, one of the first things Sherpa said is let's explore, you know? Um, and that is one of the, that's one of the other things I really have learned throughout working with Sherpa is um, not having so many certainties and, or not having certainties and exploring and getting curious about and exploring and making discoveries from it and then evolving it into something new. Um, and now I can teach a class. Uh, I could be up at the smart board writing something. A student can ask a question. At that time, I am managing my AQ and I'm even learning now to follow the A or um, understand what the AQ of students are in a class as well. So not just keeping track of my AQ, but keeping track of the AQ of the class and adjusting accordingly. Wow. Vaughn, you just dropped a couple of things that I, I want to just go over real quick. So first thing, certainties. Deadly. Every argument, every fight has a certainty involved. It's usually two certainties in competition with each other. A lot of times we say stuff you know, in the context of teaching about possibilities and it hits people's certainty, hits them right in the certainty and they have reasons why it can or can't happen. The important thing about a certainty is that uh, one, they're usually grim and two, they don't change and they don't have the possibility of change. And right there means that it's not true because everything in life changes. But uh, if you get into a certainty conversation with someone who's ready, not ready to explore new possibilities, it can lead to a fight. So that piece. So then the next thing is AEQ. By the way, what's your AEQ, Vaughn? Seven changing. And Britt, what's your AEQ? I'm a six rising. Six rising, and uh, I'm a nine, no, I'm a nine changing, right? So what that means is that these are uh, values of AEQ energy, adaptation energy and chi. Uh, you can look it up on the blog, Energy Before Effort. There's a whole article on that, or you can email us and I'll send you more information. But what it's about is about the amount of energy that a person has to adapt to change. So anything below a five is gonna be a problem. Anything above a five is really, you wanna teach somewhere between a six and a, and a nine. Uh, most people, a good day is a four. So that kind of gives you a sense of the, uh, the energy crisis that we're faced with, especially with when it comes to education. 
So Vaughn's talking about not only is she aware of her AEQ energy, but she's also begun to be aware of her students' AEQ energy. That is really one of the most important benefits for the students to have an energy independent educator. And Vaughn, you wanna tell us why that's so important? No pressure. Well, <laughs> not taken. Um, so it allows me to be more creative. It allows me to um, synthesize lessons more and to really um, just allow students to explore their creativity and learn in a, um, in a positive environment. Does it, do you ever find yourself uh, adding energy to the, the, uh, the classroom or to the student to facilitate their learning? Yes, I do. Um, if you, if the energy, um, like you said, goes below five, um, you, you could be heading for trouble. So I'm, I'm constantly, that's why I'm constantly gauging my AQ and adding energy to myself. So that's my awesome. <laughs> Thank you. So my hope is that, you know, overwhelmed teachers who care about teaching want to change. Um, I really want teachers just to stop gritting it out, going home every day tired and worn out, waiting for summer vacation. Um, I have found that there's an alternative to burnout and that you don't have to be controlled by it. I am no longer controlled by it at all. Um, I hope that teachers from listening to this podcast, I hope that you use your curiosity as like a catalyst to open up new possibilities. <laughs> My goal is to retire loving teaching as much as I loved it the day I began teaching. Wow. I support this goal. That's incredible. I don't think I've ever heard a teacher even think that was possible, let alone make that a goal. Yes. I just want to, as a background note, it's so Vaughn was talking about how, you know, these crazy students would stay up studying and training till 11 o'clock at night and they would leave energized. And it, right now it's 11.21 p.m. Uh, and Vaughn is at, what's your AQ energy now, Vaughn? It's a nine changing. All right, so you're a nine changing at 11.21. I'm gonna mark that down again. 11.21. Fred, what's your AQ? Seven changing. Seven changing, woo, nine changing. So, so you're doing what you're talking about, even as you're talking about it. And I'm learning to add energy into the classroom in different ways. And it's changed, it's changed how my class learns and, and how I teach and, and just the type of classroom that I have overall, the fun that we have. I think that's a, it's an incredible dream. Thank you. To retire Perfect. loving teaching as much as the day you started teaching. And now you think about that, if you put that in context again, not just at 1120 at night, but also 
May 10th, 2021. This is the year into uh, COVID uh, pandemic, quarantine, uh, teaching. And the audience can't see, but you're smiling right now as I'm talking about this. So that's absolutely incredible. Meanwhile, you know, in speaking to some other educators, like there's like this this exodus of teachers because they can't take the the stress and the leave of absence as are at the highest rate. So the, this thing about stress, clearly, the status quo of teachers, educators, stress management is not enough to manage the current situation. It doesn't look like it's gonna go away. So really, when something like this happens, you're faced with a choice. You either find a new way to adapt and evolve beyond the current situation, or you succumb to it. You either do what you've done and get what you got, or you, you you take the courageous route and you do something different. Brian, anything else you want to add? No, thank you for having me, Britt. Thank you for having me, Sherpa. No, I was a slam. You were the obvious choice. I mean, like, given what everything's going on and, and your recent success, it's, it's an honor to have you in the school and on the podcast. And just you're an incredible human being. It's, a, it's an honor to know you. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We need an army of Vons. So, Vaughn, before we finish up, uh, tell us a little bit about what it's like teaching through COVID. So now the pandemic hit, and I need to switch to online teaching. I had to adapt and evolve in real time. I thought I was in a training ground before. This was a whole new training ground. You know, I had to manage my students' socio-emotional state as well as my own, as well as keep cheap teaching as if nothing happened. Curriculum was still there. And, you know, administration recognized the socio-emotional part of it, but at the same time, they wanted us to keep going with the curriculum as well. So I really needed to use the energy fitness questions that I had learned. I really needed to keep training, um, you know, training with my allies, training with Sherpu, energy fitness, and my martial arts. Um, yeah, you didn't just train during that period. You also ranked up. You ranked all the way up to what's the Black Sash and energy fitness, and you ranked up in, in uh, your Tai Chi training and your Kung Fu training. So you're like cross-training in three different disciplines, all while this other stuff is going on. I don't think you missed a class in the yeah, entire pandemic. <laughs> yes, and we were training online through Zoom, you know, and um, and we just kept adding energy to each class, Sherfu. Um, you know, you modeled it and we followed your lead and we followed energy and as collectively as a, as a class, Fire Mountain School, our energy was probably some of the highest we've ever had. And the cool thing is we tracked it. We all tracked it and we have evidence of that as well. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, we have, we started tracking all of our AQs over a year ago and we still do. Yes. Each day, 
we have an energy number that uh, an average AEQ, a total volume AEQ, and a number and an X amount of observations. So it's something that we monitor uh, throughout the day. A lot of times when people hear that, they, they freak out. Oh my God. But uh, you know what? I find that most of the time, the people who say stuff like that about it are the ones who spend a lot of time worrying and being anxious. So they're occupying their mind with, you're gonna, you're gonna have something to occupy your mind with. You might as well pick something that's productive and healthy for you. Yes, so absolutely. Think about AQ or worry about what's next. Something you, know, you can't control. Why worry about something you can't control? You had to manage, but not just, you know, teaching is like a real special thing because you can't just go through the motions. No, especially with fifth graders. Oh, they will call you out in a minute. On it. <laughs> it's like, you know, detectives you go <laughs> so, so you have to not only it's almost like you have to be like a hostess, you know, and then like you have to nurture these kids, and yes. guide them and educate them, and discipline them. And fake a smile. Yes. And they, you know, some students were overwhelmed and stressed as well. They didn't know they were, you know, they were feeding off of the energy that they had around them. So now you have to bring, um, you know, direct their energy in a positive way and, and have them gather observations without telling them, gather an observation. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yes. And that's another reason why I'm excited for us to do this, this teacher training, because, you know, we talk about the teachers a lot, but those kids are going through hell. Absolutely. In their own way. And then like, who's, you know, the parent, not all the families don't have training in stress management, energy management, energy fitness, conflict, like all that stuff. It's, it's a, it's a pressure cooker for everybody. So it's amazing what you've been able to do. <laughs> Thank you, Sherpa. As I continue to say, you modeled it to your students and, um, and I was able to work with you closely um, and, and use it with my students. That's what inspires me that and it's like it's it's an aspect of the martial virtue, you know. I, you know, it, it's not a very like uh, it's not a good optic for a martial artist to to lose their shit and, and go, oh, no, I can't handle this. It just just doesn't fit, you know, I mean, you, you can feel it, you can think it. You can even have moments of it where it's like, it's kind of true, but especially now the world needs more integrated, inspired he uh, leaders. I almost said healers. They need that too, but they need, you know, people who are able to manage themselves with integrity under pressure. Absolutely. And so you exemplify that in your classroom with your students in a really remarkable way, and also in the school and who you are as a human being. 
Thank you. By doing that, uh, you know, I'm training the next generation. So I'm not just teaching them math and yeah. science, social studies, reading and writing. You know? Teaching them how to add energy into the world and how to be a great citizen. You know, what a difference that would make. That's like it. Awesome. That's it. That's why this whole podcast, Generation Respect, I think within the, this generation, all the people alive on the planet today, if we made it, if we just made the choice, all right, we're going we're gonna to knock off all this nonsense and get busy adding energy, no harm, all respect, no exceptions. Within, within 20 years, yes. people are like, what? You can't change that. You know, really? Everybody's got an iPhone. That happened in less than 20 years. It did. From beepers to iPhones in less than 20 years. <laughs> Absolutely. If that can happen, this can happen. Yeah. What else have we got better to do? So do we get everything? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Britt, anything else? Um, I mean, I just want to invite, invite everybody who's listening to our podcast to go to our website at Energy for Heroes to Win. Um, you can sign up to do our Energy Boost Tai Chi. You can email me at BrittX at EnergyForHeroes to Win.com or you can email Shifu at ShifuEd at EnergyForHeroes to Win.com. Uh, Shifu, do you want to tell everybody our Instagram and Facebook? Oh, yeah. So you can follow us on Instagram at Huo San Shifu, H-U-O-S-H-A-N-S-H-I-F-U on Instagram and the Fire Mountain School on Facebook. We also have a blog, Energy Before Effort. And Britt, I want to thank you for putting in the long hours. This is just a pure energy feat on your behalf. Uh, thank you so much for inspiring more energy. Thank you both for being incredible. Thank you, Shifu. Stay inspired. Keep adding energy. Excellent. Nice. All respect. All respect. All respect. No harm. All respect. No exception. Generation.